Aloha, I am June Jones of the Houston Roughnecks, and this is the XFL Show. Welcome, football fans. This is the week of December 19th, 2021, on the road to kickoff 2023. This is for the love of football, and this is the XFL Show. I'm Alan. And I'm Bryant. The USFL is owned by Fox and now also going to be landing on NBC in 2022. Doubt we get a big XFL TV deal this week, but hopefully the league has something for us in terms of a Christmas present. This is episode 201, and we're talking about Foxy Peacocks today, Bryant. The USFL, big TV deal, getting paid to be on television. It's a really exciting time for them. But more importantly, more important than that, we are 60 weeks from kickoff for the XFL. We are closer than ever. Uh, I just feel like this is the the um, what is it? Blank a doodle do. What is it up from? Uh, uh, man, what's uh, Howard Stern's movie? Yeah, what, what is he's, Private he's Parts? Radio, right? Private Parts. Yeah, blank a doodle do. I mind's a sloppy cock. A doodle do. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't know if we're getting that. Uh, that vulgar on this one, but they're Fox, <laughs> what, Fo- Foxy Peacocks. You don't like the, the title uh, of the episode? Okay. Yeah, sure. What what did the or, Fox say? Peacocks, I guess. Big, what big does week the Fox say? For the USFL. I can't wait for us to, to sit here and completely trash this USFL for the entire episode like we always do, right? Like some people think we always do. Think Other do. people yeah. understand it's not coming from a place of hate or dislike or anything. I'm excited for this. This news is... I, I, I sent you the article right away when I read it. Sports Business Journal, I think, came out with it. This is awesome. Great news for them in 2022. But again, this is four months away. <laughs> this is like <laughs> coming up real soon. And the TV deals there, the everything, you know, we're going to get into it. But big week for the USFL. Of course, we have to talk about how it relates to the XFL. A lot of doom and gloom, it looked like, on some social media from fans in terms of the XFL's TV prospects. We'll discuss that a little bit. And, of course, everything else related under the sun of the XFL. It's Christmas week, Bryant, and we're in the holiday spirit. Also, I'm going to talk about what I want from the XFL for Christmas. I don't know if you know what you want yet. I'm not going to ask for too much from them, from them or Santa this year. Not getting greedy. I, I just have a feeling what you're asking for is to not touch anything as much as possible, pretty much. That's you. you, Yes. Yeah. I'm like one of those kids that just gave the hint all year long about what I wanted for Christmas. (laughs) And they're going to open the present and just be like, seriously, seriously, mom and dad. Seriously. Socks. Damn it. Seven, two, four, five, six, five, four XFL is the XFL fan line. If you want to hit us up, leave a voicemail, send a text anytime you could do it there. Or you could, of course, go social media routes, uh, Twitter or uh, 
Instagram at XFL Show. If you want to reach us, DMs are open. YouTube. And uh, we will discuss YouTube. That's XFL.show, that baby. I guess that you can, yeah, you could leave a comment in the YouTube, on the YouTube channel whenever you're watching the show. A lot of people do that. We have some comments we're going to read from last week's show, the 200th extravaganza. Thanks again to everybody who tuned in live. We are not live this week. We are live on tape. And uh, we're doing this in one take, I hope, Bryant. We'll see how it goes. I don't know what – when since we're talking a lot of USFL, though, I don't know. We'll see if our sponsor has to get a lot of edits in on you. More, more is because we're talking about Foxy Peacocks. Foxy yeah, Peacocks. Yeah. I don't know where I'm going to take Peacock this. Peacock we'll do. I just came back from a Christmas <laughs> are... party. Free alcohol. Oh, yeah. oh <laughs> wow. Out. Nice. Nice. Bryant's ready. He's loosened up for this one. I got my Santa hat on. And I had a Frangelica earlier. That's as, as rowdy as I got tonight. Frangelica. It's like I'll a Google little. While you talk about our sponsor. Aperitif. It's very delicious. Pretty easy podcasts. That's our sponsor. That's who's going to do some editing here. If Brian slips up and you get your own editor, producer, all the podcast help you would ever need at an extremely affordable rate. Just go to prettyeasypodcast.com to get started. Whether you're a new podcaster, you've been podcasting and it's getting, uh, kind of taxing on you and you it's 2022 you want to keep podcasting but you don't want to keep spending all these hours doing all this editing and, and posting your show and whatnot pretty easy podcast will take care of all that all the help you would ever need podcasting seriously go to pretty easy right now uh, because they make podcasting uh pretty easier pretty easy and and don't get me wrong it's not too late go to pretty easy and give the gift of podcasting if you know a friend who's maybe struggling to get their podcast going or, or, you know, someone, Hey, you should podcast, give them the gift of a producer at pretty easy podcasts. They'll help you out. That's oh, a great, what a great gift. Are there gift cards available? A, a podcast yeah, kind friend. Of cards. Yeah. Kind of, tell them, tell them you heard it on the XFL show. I'm sure they'll, they'll give you a special rate. Not, not any that we have the in the copy here. Of a producer, yeah. Right? But we'll see if you tell them you heard, you heard about it on the X, this is the XFL show. I'm sure they, I'll, I'll tell them. Give them a special rate then. We'll figure it out for you. <laughs> we have that kind of clout with Pretty Easy Podcasts. We have that kind of clout uh, with with our listeners last week. Bryant, 200 episodes. We were celebrating. They were celebrating. And Brandon on YouTube in the comment section, XFL.show, said congrats on the 200th episode. Have been here since episode one. I will say after listening thank to you, this, Brandon. I got to say the USFL. Damn it, Brandon. Thank you. The USFL and the XFL, if it makes it to the second season, the USFL, that is, would be interesting to see if they start maybe after the week of the XFL championship and then go until either preseason of the NFL or the season itself. And then we end up having football year round every weekend and three leagues to spread out the talent would be awesome. But who knows that Brandon who, who is who has ever dream, said that on but could be tough. Anyone ever said, I want year-round football on this show? Has anybody I, ever said that? I think you've said it. I think I've said that. I think uh, you've said it like a thousand times. I say it all the time. Times. That's yeah. the dream. <clears throat> it, it's the hey, dream, could it Brandon. Out? Yes. Is there enough players to go around? I was watching the D3 championship last night while I was having some margaritas and and molcajete. Oh, have you ever had molcajete? Oh, yeah, oh, molcajete all day. Man, mm. uh, it was pretty decent football. It was good football. 
Oh, I mean, the, the talent, down the to talent the in college is better than ever, if you ask me. I mean, when you talk about across different conferences, uh, levels we of play. We are better than ever at the level of play in college football. We, I think we are, and that's why uh, you have so many attempts at spring football. But now are we getting greedy saying year-round? Maybe not. Maybe the USFL will have its own unique model that lasts, and maybe the XFL comes in with its own unique model, and that catches on. That seems like, I mean, logically seems that like, no, that can't happen. The two won't be able to coexist. But I like where Brandon's head's at. And that's what I'm rooting for as a football fan, first and foremost, for sure. Uh, at Go Dogs, a bunch of numbers on Twitter, Brian, put a picture of you and and, and Winston Moss, I guess from uh, an L.A. Wildcats event back in the day block party and yep and uh, said that you're on the mount rushmore of the xfl are you sure wasn't talking about winston moss i don't i i it said go cats but the account was go dogs i love cats and dogs so i'm with this person but i don't know about them putting you on the mount rushmore i don't know if i could agree with that what i, mean, I could maybe I said, make a I monument you maybe put the you. show like i said put the show on the on the on the yeah on the, Mount Rushmore. Uh, I don't want to pat our. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pat ourselves in the back that much. I'd say just build us a monument somewhere. I'm somewhere not saying in the country. I'm not saying we belong on there. I'm saying that we could be in the conversation as a show. <laughs> Me individually, I didn't do anything. I mean, I just talked into a microphone. <laughs> Obviously, I have a face for radio or face for podcasting. <clears throat> but I thank you. I know exactly I put, who this man is. By the way, I put you on the Mount Rushmore of. People who were able to befriend coaches and 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 people who worked everyone. at teams. I do everyone. I was like buddy Very sociable buddy. person. Very social. Thank you very Brian. much. I appreciate that. Yeah. You're lucky that I went with you to Houston because nobody would recognize you there if it was just no. you. No. No, no, no. Yeah, they would. I would have. Mine was the totally face being crunched by the, the arms of Winston Moss. Yes. And that's how they knew who you I was. You get hugged a lot more than I do. It's true. <laughs> that's why I'm trying to branch out. We're, I'm wearing hats. Trying, I'm trying to get become a little bit more approachable in 2022. Mind that'll you, this be my, go, my New Year's resolution. This Go Dogs, by the way, you know, I love him because he was the one who I, t- I think I told the story last year or whenever this was, is that he was waiting on the side for me interviewing Winston Moss, thinking that he was going to ask Winston Moss once I was done with my interview, and he asked to take a picture with me and his son <laughs> instead. It was great. I think it's on our Twitter. I have to retweet it. It's great. And that's why Winston Moss never calls Brian anymore. Let's go to the, the next comment we got uh, on Twitter last week from uh, JD Houston 2000. And this was in response to the USFL TV deal news with NBC coming on board with Fox. Said, with the USFL locking up NBC in a multi-year deal, this cannot be good news for the XFL. Now the USFL has two of the top linear TV networks supporting its product, and those options now off the table for the XFL. USFL exposure in the market first will put the XFL behind. And again, logically, and you know, common sense says, yeah, probably. But is it the case? We will discuss this in detail during this week's Hot Read, Bryant. But were you surprised? I just want to ask you this: Were you surprised to see reactions like that? from XFL faithful to the USFL getting NBC. No, I'm not surprised to see reactions like that because it's the jerk response, right? It's the, hey, this is what, oh, my God. We're not calling J.D. Houston a jerk. Oh, sorry. Knee jerk -jerk reactions. 
Yeah, sorry. That that was the uh, mojito talking. The knee-jerk reaction to say, hey, oh no. We'll get into all the details. But I get it. It's it's, it's definitely something to, to think about, to talk about, to discuss and how this affects the XFL. We'll get there. I think we'll get, when we get to the hot read, you'll see that we can breathe as XFL fans. Yeah, and we'll we'll dive into it uh, a little deeper. But as we dink and dunk here, I did want to end on this one, Bryant. I don't have the up-to-date figure in front of me. I think last I checked was over 11,000. The Pittsburgh Maulers of the USFL, by far the most Twitter follows of any of the teams and their accounts yet. So I think we can officially declare the Pittsburgh Maulers the United States' football team. <laughs> I'm going to give you the, the actual uh, Pittsburgh Maulers via Birmingham. There we go. Pittsburgh-Birmingham um, Maulers. 7,530. Oh, really? I thought it was over That's, 11. No. And this is on Twitter? Maybe I, I was adding up Instagram, too. Maybe. <laughs> oh, that's what they're doing. So the USFL right here put out a tweet. God bless them. I love them. They're going for it. Uh, over 100,000 accumulated followers on all social media networks for all eight teams and the USFL. Congratulations. Huge, huge. Very good. (laughs) They are four months out. Four months. Four months. Yeah. And they had (laughs) a a commercial air this week, I believe, uh, during the Chargers Chiefs game. I didn't see the game live, so I didn't see the, uh, I didn't see the commercial. I've seen it on Twitter since just the ball getting kicked off. Correct. Did someone order more football? Wouldn't it be great yes. if they decided not to go with the kickoff? Oh, and there's no kickoff in the league? <laughs> like the that would be horrible. Yeah. Yeah, please don't do that, USFL. Again, four months out, no no semblance of a rule book, no idea about what the, what kind of play. Well, actually, last week we did. Can't lie there. We did get an idea of the type of players they'll go for, young players uh, and transfer, transfer portal players. They're going to try to – Steel players that might even want to stay in college. Uh, we'll see what the USFL does in terms of talent acquisition, but things are happening for them. Things are moving for that league. Of course, the XFL kicking off in 2023, February. And I'd say with how things are going this month, Bryant, with, uh, in terms of the pandemic, the next uh, wave or whatever you want to call it. And the, the next uh, big moment of the pandemic, um, Pretty good idea to kick off at 2023 in that regard, too, because hopefully those kind of protocols are a little bit more tame because I don't think they're going anywhere in 2022, at least in the first half of the year. Yeah, I mean, that this this pandemic's not going away. And as we still continue to deal with it and learn how to deal with it, excuse me, I think it's, it's going to be very apparent that you're going to have to put the pandemic into your game plan, even by kicking off in 2023. So, yeah, for sure. And and again, the the reason they're maybe they're kicking off in Birmingham is not only cost cutting, uh, but the USFL having a hub season for season one is probably a good idea in that regard as well. So, uh, we'll get back to the USFL and how it relates to the XFL with this monster TV deal they got. But real quick, a couple of fun things I want to touch upon in this week's. Cover two. Good crisp football. So I just want to talk NFL XFL for the first part of the uh, the cover two here, Brian. The Washington football team 
Might have to play Jordan Tamu or Garrett Gilbert this week. I don't know who. Taylor Heineke, Kyle Allen, both uh, in COVID uh, reserve, whatever you call it. They're not playing, most likely. Uh, so they have Jordan Tamu up from the pra- practice squad. You could have an, an XFL quarterback replacing an XFL quarterback for for one NFL team. That'd be pretty interesting. Uh, but also we had in the news this week, uh, Donald Parham in that game injured. And of course, here's hoping he has a speedy recovery. He did, uh, I think he tweeted out or Instagrammed out that he was doing all right, leaving the hospital, but scary injury on Thursday night football. Um, the XFL has had some players prominent and making headlines in one way or another throughout the NFL season. Um, but this is the thing I want to talk about when it comes to the NFL and the XFL. The big news this week, Urban Meyer fired. Would you ever no. want to see him coach no. in the XFL? No, no, that, that would just make it a sideshow. He kicks kickers, which I mean, once upon I've a time, I would say that's you kick the kicker. <laughs> That was, you know, sorry, that's James, actually kind but of I, funny. I did it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's but, not, you know, you can't be doing that in any workplace. No, you can't be and also, uh, don't not to mention how he apparently treated people like just and how he it was. I mean, I don't, rec- I don't recall midseason anybody getting fired and a team just rejoicing over a guy getting fired as much. It, did Nick Saban it last the full he'll year? He'll be a pariah. Huh? Did Nick Saban last the whole year in Miami? No, I don't think so. I think he did. Oh, no, he did. He did. You're right. Bobby Petrino did not did not last the whole year in uh, Atlanta. Um, might have been the last one. That yeah, this guy Urban Meyer. I don't. I could see probably a college hiring him. Some maybe a group of five schools. Well, the man's a the man's somewhere. a proven winner. He won a proven. championship in Florida. He won a championship sociopath, in apparently. Yeah, I don't know. This is this is an interesting story. Um, we'll see. Uh, but hopefully the XFL stays away from him. I'll say that. The USFL, who knows? Um, he does have a relationship with Fox. So actually wouldn't surprise me to see him go to the USFL because well, of that. the last big-name college coach that actually was successful in the NFL? Pete Carroll? Yeah, I'd say Pete Carroll is the the top dog of like the modern era. Yeah, right? Yeah, because Nick Saban tried, failed. Who yeah, else? Pete and Pete Carroll did it. Won championships in two big in in a big time college program, and then of course Super Bowl with the Seahawks. Hard to do, of course, but not even making it through the full season and having all these controversies. My goodness, and you had. A top pick, like should shouldn't have been that hard for Urban Meyer, but it was. And if you want to see him in the XFL, let us know at XFL Show. But I don't see why. I need to hear a really good reason. Um, well, you but, look at the biggest th- the biggest name in coaching in twenty twenty was uh, Bob Stoops, and you know was he the best coach in the league? Uh, probably not. I don't. Th- I want to say he was the worst coach in the league. He was the no, biggest name of the, of the coaches. And in terms of uh, results, uh, no, he wasn't getting it done like June Jones was. But he Kevin in, Gilbride, in the way co- you'd want yeah, to coaching play for him. in that kind of league too. I feel like June Jones just had it an experience level over everybody else. That just 
I don't know. It, it, it was almost unfair. Mark Tressman kind of had a similar resume, but it you could tell what June, jo- June Jones was ready. Uh, but Bob Stoops, well, I'm excited to see what kind of coaches these uh, new spring leagues hire. The USFL in particular, since it's sooner, Bryant, and they said young players. I wonder if they're going to go for young coaches and if they are going to worry about name brand coaches the way the XFL kind of did in 2020. Do you think that's necessary? I think it will be for the XFL, uh, but maybe not for the USFL, at least not right away. I think it's – I'm not as worried about who is going to coach in the XFL, even if I don't recognize their name, especially as probably your common fans don't know a lot of the coaches that were hired by the XFL. I'm not worried about it. I don't need the big names like I was hoping for because at the end of the day, you know, I just want someone who's going to be a good coach. Urban Meyer Here's right now, prediction. not a great coach. Here's a prediction, though. Seeing how Deion Sanders came out of nowhere, takes over a smaller program, steals a top recruit in the nation from his alma mater, giving someone well, obviously money's involved in that, but giving someone the kind of opportunity they gave Deion Sanders, Jack State, maybe the XFL gives someone like that a huge name player who has no coaching experience a chance at just coaching in the league. I see the USFL doing that. Why not the XFL? It, I would love well, it because the, the I have USFL, no gripes with it. I do. I do. If the person's committed to, the, to to doing it, even if they don't have the resume, I say maybe, maybe why not? If it gives, uh, you know, gets more people to watch, gets more players excited to play in the league, I think that's <laughs> positive. And then if they struggle coaching and keeping up with all the other teams, then that's another thing. But I could, I wouldn't mind it. That's a risk I'd be willing to take. If I'm, I think the USFL should do it and needs to do it for the for, to to kind of dumb the noise down a little bit of uh, what's going on uh, on the field, which is absolutely nothing right now. So, yeah, we know executives there, we know the TV deal, but again, coaches, rule book, players, nada, and that league kicking off much sooner than the XFL. Um, but we will keep an eye out. The NFL season, of course, winding down soon. So maybe that'll free up uh, some some announcements from the USFL uh, in regards to personnel. Part two of our cover, too. I want to uh, congratulate the Winnipeg Blue Bombers for winning the Grey Cup, Bryant, back-to-back champs. Uh, and, of course, uh, the CFL season was tumultuous with XFL negotiations in the middle of them. It was a very, very interesting season coming back from a year off. Uh, And apparently the XFL influenced the CFL enough that they are going to be changing their, their league. The rumors about four downs coming to the Canadian game are running rampant. We'll see if they actually do it. But in Grey Cup week, Randy Ambrosi was asked, the commissioner of the CFL was asked about, hey, what about those XFL conversations you had? And uh, he said, I love this quote. It's so Canadian and polite and beautiful. Quote, I think the conversations we had with the XFL group were very positive. They're a very nice group of people. And there was a real thoughtfulness to the way they approached our discussion with them. We talked about everything. We talked about what it might look like if we were to come together. Did that reveal anything to you? No. But it's nice to see that really the 
the parting was amicable between the CFL and the XFL. I think the CFL's hoping it was still amicable, is what I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah, it was a great. You think group the Rock's going to cut a promo on Randy Ambrose in <laughs> like, Canada? <Randy. laughs> Rock's not going heel at all here, cutting, cutting no. promos about the CFL. I'm sure they would say I the think same the CFL, thing about I, the yeah. fact that the CFL even listened to a league that was just barely out of bankruptcy is also very polite and thoughtful. Yeah, I think it's fair to say that the uh, XFL. Um, where maybe the we, we we as XFL fans saw the XFL as this monstrosity of a business trying to come in and and help the CFL, but in reality they both probably were trying to help each other, and, and the CFL has some stake in this game. You know they they're able to get a season in 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 time. Good job before this whole thing started going crazy. Um, but yeah, I mean, hopefully the the XFL has closed the door on those conversations for now to not delay kickoff in 2023. Yeah. And if we see the CFL change uh, and go to four downs, I'll be shocked, but apparently that's the, where the wind's blown because they want to change their game a little bit. And if anything, the XFL doesn't even kick off in 2023 for some reason, they still will have affected the CFL. That'd be crazy. And that, that would be uh, some sort of lasting legacy, but of course we want to see much more than that. Uh, just interesting to note, a crazy year winding down, uh, and that was really, for this show, at least some one of the main things we were talking about for a while. Um, it didn't work out, but we move on and focus on 2023. With 2022, though, a crazy year ahead of us, Bryant, we have not only the building of the XFL and all the announcements we're going to get, hashtag we want our jobs back to, uh, but the USFL... It, it being out there on Fox and now NBC spring football is going to be in the public eye more so than it was in the build up to 2020, even with the AAF because the AAF came and went and basically was forgotten immediately. The USFL, I think you'd, I will say this, you'd be a fool to bet against it, making it through the whole season. It's going to make it through the whole season. I will bet on that. The USFL is, is, propped up to have give us a great like we've been saying spring tv show late spring tv show that's gonna give good live content to nbc and fox to air can we go to the hot read already i'm getting i'm getting i'm getting very i'm building right up (laughs) it's gonna be there it's gonna be a major focus for us and everybody because it's a huge what do you want to call it a roadblock uh an attraction? I don't know, but it's on our road to 2023. You have the USFL there, and now it has a new TV partner, and apparently it's getting paid, unlike some other spring football TV deals, to actually air its games. A TV partner, big news this week. How does it affect the XFL? Brian, let's discuss it in this week's Hot Read. In case you missed the news, the USFL, which is owned by Fox, has come to terms with NBC to air games on three of their networks. Well, two of their networks and one of their streaming services. That's right. NBC, the USA Network, and Peacock, in addition to Fox and FS1, will be airing games for the United States Football League in 2022. And here's the breakdown of it, Bryant. 
22 games will air on Fox Networks. That's 12 games on Big Fox and 10 on FS1. And with this new deal with NBC, 21 games will air on their on their channels. Eight games NBC. That's the big NBC that in millions of homes. Nine games on the USA Network, which is revamping. It's going to be more sports-centric since they're getting rid of NBC Sports Network. So nine games on USA and then four games exclusively on their streaming service, Peacock. Uh, huge news. This is a big deal because uh, now it's not just Fox. It's really forcing football onto their networks. They have a partner in this who's actually paying them, apparently, for these games, which has not happened recently with the AAF or the XFL. And it's it's reported to be a three-year deal from Sports Business Journal, and, and it's an actual rights deal, not production costs or ad rev sharing like the XFL had with its TV partners and not free airtime like the AAF was getting uh, from CBS. AAF on CBS was basically an infomercial. The USFL, Fox, who owns it, is getting cash money from NBC to air their games. And Yahoo's reporting, Bryant, that a source claims it's a significant amount. We don't know the amount. And, of course, the three years is also uh, being reported, but not it's not official. We don't know the terms of this agreement, but reports are three-year deal for cash money and it's going to be on not just Fox, but NBC's part platforms as well. Bryant, your reaction, how excited are you to watch the USFL on channels other than Fox properties? Let me ask you something. Foxy Peacocks. Alan, let me ask you something. Yes. If, 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 if I said, hey, Alan, can you give me a ride and I'll pay you $10 for it? Or if I said, uh, Alan, I'll give you a ride. I'm going to drive. You don't have to pay me anything for it. Is there a difference? If I take my car and pick you up, or if I just pay you $5 and have you take me, if we're going somewhere? Yeah. I don't want to give you any money to drive. Yeah, exactly. Right. So I'm going to pick you up, and we're going to go somewhere. Or, Alan, come pick me up. I'll give you $10, and we'll go somewhere. Either way, I'm paying, right? Yeah. Okay, who's paying for the production costs of this stuff? You think Fox, Fox is going to be like, you think Fox is like, all right, guys, the 10, 10 o'clock game's done. Let's move all of our <laughs> out of here. And NBC's going to move all their stuff into here. Is that is that going to happen? No, absolutely not. Fox is going to put all this on, and then NBC's paying them to let them put it on their channels. So there, there's no production costs for NBC. Fox is eating all that. Is that the reports, though? Is NBC is going to have their commentators. They're going to have their production staff who are going to air these games. The commentators don't make. That's not the That's not the, the expenses. They're going to the have their teams. The go, yeah, their teams they're going to have their ex- Birmingham South to Birmingham North. What's what's going on here? <laughs> they're going to have. Yeah, I mean, there's never going to be simultaneous games in this league, which is great. I, I'm not. And, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, what will the production production cost be for NBC here? But they're paying for the air for the the show, basically. So uh, Fox is getting I think this is great for them, don't you? I just don't. I think it's six of one half dozen of another, whether ESPN was paying or Fox are paying the XFL in production costs, but not paying them for the actual football or if Fox or if. 
or if the XFL was like, hey, we'll pay for the production costs. You just give us money to air the TV, to, to air the, the games. But really, I mean, Fox is the principal owner of this, so they do have to pay salaries and... and paying wholesale. And what, you know, whatever they, the actual cost of this league are going to be. But remember, <laughs> they got the bill, the, the housing bill, and a lot of the bill paid by the by Birmingham, Alabama, by the city. And now they're getting extra cash flow in now from their TV deal. We don't know how much, how significant it is, but okay, we're and they're getting their league more flow. exposure. And they're getting the league more exposure than just putting it on their networks where they would have been limited to just 12 games on their really big channel that everybody watches and 10 games on FS1 that really could go by the wayside and Part of eventually me really bring hopes. in a bad number. Part of me really hopes the USFL is the USFL of the 80s because then NBC will be showing these like really grungy and tough football commercials right in the middle of like ice skating in the Olympics. Yeah. It's going to be great. You know, I, uh, now this is, this is going to, this is, I don't really think you could spin this into anything negative. This is huge for a league that doesn't have players, coaches, or any infrastructure in terms of the football point. operations. I'm not turning into anything negative, but I think, I think the, there's a real. There's a reality to this, and then there's a couple things here too. Also, look, Alan, you mentioned to yourself Fox is forking the bill for most of this, other than like housing and things like that. But if how Fox much is that really? This, yeah, Fox. If they don't see a profit, like any other TV show, the networks have no problem canceling TV shows in the middle of a season and shelving it and, and and taking the loss and moving on. That's what they do. So if Fox doesn't see any money in this after five weeks, you think they're going to keep forking it over? Yes, I don't see them pulling the plug on a, especially if they have a an agreement with NBC to air the games. Um, this this season's going to go through for, I mean, barring obviously like pandemic getting in the way. Uh, that's why I would I would bet heavily on the league getting its full season in. It shouldn't be a problem. They, it sounds like I mean, they've checked a lot I'm of the boxes, on, except obviously betting, for getting teams together. I'm betting on the USFL making it through as well. That's not what I'm saying. But I am saying there are obstacles that Fox or anybody have to get through to get to that. It's not just this one like this done thing. Well, with this now, there's no way in hell these games won't be watched. There's gonna they're I gonna didn't be say watched, but I said this, I'm talking about the season being finished. I still don't say, I don't think that's just like a foregone conclusion that it's gonna finish all the way through. I I definitely would bet on it. I, I think it's a almost a gimme. Um, and also I think honestly I mean they don't have to do much in in way of like the players and the coaches and everything to really if you want to say pop a rating oh. equal to oh what the God. XFL did don't you we have think to get players it's not going to be difficult we have to get players yeah, that's and the coaches other thing. They, oh my God. they do need to get those and we're closer I'm worried than ever. about that <laughs> damn it we're closer than ever to the kickoff but really the fact that they have like a brand in the USFL that I think is really easy to market it once they actually start doing it more and more, and they already are during NFL games. And I, I think, you know, this uh, shouldn't be difficult to really equate what the XFL was doing in terms of uh, viewers, viewership. And that should be enough to get them through season one and on to season two. So this deal, more, above all else, for me this week, it, I learned, oh, wow. The USFL actually has a shot at being around when the XFL comes around in 2023. That could be a problem, like we said last week, because players are going to be, even though there's a lot of great players out there, 
the competition form is going to be very interesting to see. And now they have a partner in NBC, so there could be, maybe be more of a war chest for the USFL when they actually have to compete for players when the XFL comes around. I think it's also very um, not concerning, but I think it's it should be brought up that you have two like in the XFL in the in twenty twenty ESPN and Fox had the same mission, the same goal in mind. They were two separate partners. They wanted to take the XFL's product and and fill television time and make it, you know, something that they could present and, and maybe innovate and change a few things, work on almost like practice for the NFL, all these different things. Great. This time around, for the USFL, you have NBC, you have Fox, who owns the league. Two very different interests, I think, in, in the success of this league. NBC's like, hey, we paid you, so you better be putting games on our TV. Fox is like, hey, we're swimming in debt or whatever the case may be. There's two different interests here between these two networks that could clash at some point, too. Which is the Down the road, situation. but I think initially it's a it's a perfect match. You have uh, Fox that really wants to obviously beef up FS1 somehow, some way, and also just maintain live programming because that's what it's all about these days. And NBC was in a huge spot losing the NHL and changing a lot of you know how they're presenting sports across all their networks. So landing a le- uh, you know content like this, that's what you want to call it. Football, live football, big for for NBC, who really could be in play. I for the could have been in play for the XFL. You definitely they would be interested because they need live programming. They lost a huge partner in the NHL, so landing the USFL is, I think, a big deal, especially for a young, struggling service like Peacock. Even with just four games on there, just putting anything on there uh, that might get people to to subscribe or just click on it for a free trial will be huge for them. Um, so you you see why NBC is getting involved. Fox taking advantage of that, very smart. How does it affect the the XFL, though? It's a three-year – we don't know the terms of this deal. We don't know how ironclad it is. We don't know what out clauses there are, How if NBC wants to get involved with the XFL, if they can. Who's to say they can't? The leagues apparently will not be playing at the same time, it, assuming the USFL – plays in 2023 the same schedule they do and that they are in 2022 so theoretically unless there's some sort of verbiage in this contract that says you cannot air another football league until the nfl kicks off or something like that you could i think you could totally see the xfl on nbc before the usfl kicks off in 2023 the spring football hub of america is nbc I'm why not and that's you know more for them they are really hurting for that for the live sports and you know we had uh, JD Houston say oh you know early we read that tweet oh they're in trouble I don't think so I don't think it's ESPN or bust which you saw a lot on social media this week for the XFL I would love to see the XFL on ESPN but I don't think this does anything to hurt their chances at landing NBC as a partner or any other uh, media company as a partner for games and the TV deal in 2023. This is great for the USFL. The way it hurts the XFL, if anyway, is that it gives the USFL a very good chance at making it to year two. You know, what we haven't really talked about, Alan, maybe this is just me thinking off the top of my head. What about a streaming service? Um, maybe not. I don't know what you call them. But the Like YouTube TV. Right. That actually yeah. gives like live television. That's in a lot more. That's in a lot of households. Right. Um, 
could they be like someone who's like, hey, we're going to air exclusively XFL games through YouTube TV? I mean, you could, you could, but YouTube TV is essentially a cable provider, so they have deals with cable channels, and they actually this week lost Disney, so there's no ESPN on YouTube TV this week <laughs> until they come to an agreement, if they ever do. Um, very interesting there, but yeah, creating they, the XFL twenty four seven channel. On yeah, YouTube they could TV. easily do. I mean, it's owned by Google, so <laughs> they could definitely afford to do that if they're. <laughs> but I think what you a service. Maybe another service, maybe like a service like Fubo TV, which is uh, you know another cable provider and is very geared towards sports, actually cares about airing that kind of stuff. Where YouTube TV, I think, is really Google has that out there for people to have an affordable way to just to get cable and they can get some of that money. They don't care if Dis like this week. They don't care if Disney's gonna say pay us more money. They'll say no. <laughs> we'll lower our cost and people who don't watch sports will stick with youtube tv um but yeah something like that i don't think one of those providers like a fubo or hulu would go for exclusive rights to airing a league's games like that as much as i would bet on amazon or maybe netflix people always say one day maybe netflix would do that um that's where, where i would i would say look out for if it's like a streaming deal Paramount if, with CBS. If this is successful, if the USFL is successful, which I think we all want it to be, we all want football to succeed in this country, spring football that is. Who's to say Fox doesn't contact the XFL and be like, dude, this worked. Can we put some more of your games on our TVs before our season kicks off a few weeks after? And then we can broadcast commercials about our games kicking off after your season? And Like, there's no doors being closed here by any of this. Maybe... Networks don't want to take chances on multiple net, uh, multiple leagues. Fine, whatever. There's plenty of outlets out there. There's <clears throat> there's ESPN. There's ABC. There's even CBS if they want to get involved as well. Like there, there's plenty out there, and I'm not concerned for the XFL trying to get a TV deal because if if somebody says, "Hey, would you like a TV deal where the where the Rock is going to be on your TV every week?" Hmm. I wonder how many people say. That sounds like a really good idea. Yeah. And and the the fact that it's NBC too who has a relationship, like a long relationship with Dwayne Johnson, uh, don't put them out of the running. The the thing here is the USFL making it to year two spreads the talent pool thinner. That is where you have a concern. So this TV deal is awesome for the USFL, but it doesn't hurt the XFL as much as in terms of taking away a TV partner potential for them. It hurts them, if any way, in the fact that they can make it to year two and the USFL will be in the way of snagging good players and personnel to be a part of the XFL. That's where you have a concern if you are Team XFL versus Team USFL. You could be Team both, which I am, but I do see the reality that you're not going to have anybody playing in both leagues, most likely. It might, it could happen, but I think it'll be rare, and it'll be tough to do. Is you know these leagues are playing basically back to back schedules. One one starts and ends, and the other one then starts right when that one ends. Uh, assuming the USFL again in twenty twenty three sticks with this, it, it, it's this very likely the USFL pushed it to April this time around because of COVID nineteen. And yeah. if things are better going into twenty twenty three, they're like, hey, actually, they what that February, February window they could. is a better window. Who knows? They could or move it back to maybe go closer to, up to where the NFL, 
Here's guiding people if into both the NFL. Of these leagues we have to know. put their head down. Both of these leagues have to put their head down and do what they want to do. If they're mm-hmm. starting to worry about the other competition, you can't. You can't. You know, yeah. Oliver Luck was always like the other league, the other league. We don't know what we're do- what they're doing. We're doing what we want to do. We'll figure it out. Imagine if the XFL only worried about the AAF in 2019 when they were kicking off. They would have wasted their time because seven weeks and in, gone. Look, the, in the world of spring football leagues, 2023 uh, versus compared to where the USFL will be kicking off in April in 2022, that might as well be 50 years apart <laughs> because you, in a spring league, you're living week to week, day to day. So there's no way to predict what in uh, what the operations for the XFL are going to be able to do because of the USFL come 2023. The only way really it can be of a concern, I think, is in the player department and the coach department. Uh, but that's way farther down the line, and you just have to wait that out. In terms of business development, TV deal, league building, marketing, the, none of this affects the XFL, really. None of it. It get, If anything, it gets spring football in people's minds, and they're going to be more accustomed to Okay, this one failed. Let's wait. What's the next one? And, and no one's going to knock people for trying this because it's football. Most importantly, it's, it's, it's football. To me, it's, it is insane how geared towards television this has all become. Because if you remember, it was all about markets. Where are we going to go? Where are we going to play? Where is this going to look good? It just seems like this sudden shift to like, it needs to look good on television. We want the best TV contracts. We want the best you have eight teams in the USFL that are not playing in the city as they're from. And no one seems to care about it, right? And, and that was such a focus for the XFL in 2020. It doesn't matter anymore. Right now, it's, hey, how do we make this look good on television? And how do we get a good TV deal? Very shift, a big shift from even just two years ago. And, and you also have to factor in the world of betting and the fact that, like we've been saying during the show, the players are better. And, and there's so many good players that just have to end their careers. Makes no sense. There's too much money to be made. Even if you're whittling it together real quickly, like the uh, USFL is doing for season one. The, also, uh, just to, as we wrap up this TV deal discussion, partnering with NBC, and we don't know the figure, but you got to believe it's significant enough that this is really a, a, something they were looking forward to the whole time because they are planning on having a season this year. But I feel like if, if you just look at the decisions they've made, how they've are been presenting the league, how they're putting it together, the USFL is a league that's also being really put together for 2023 as its big year. And it's going to go through a very hopefully easy process easy transit transitional season for year one it, they're trying to make year one as easy on themselves as possible uh because they have i think that with this tv deal you see they do have a bigger vision for the usfl than just spring league two it's, to me it's it was always about the quality of the play and, and if the football's not great people are not going to want to watch and i think that's what we've seen in the past and i think that will stay true uh, through whatever spring league tries to survive. So, look, USFL. Right well, now, we were having mini camps. We're ahead of you know that was a February kickoff for 2020. The quality's got to be decent enough. How do you convince? Is NBC that desperate? How do you convince people at, at a network like that 
to get on board with your league and your pro your TV program, if the, you can't promise the quality to football be is king. at a football is at king a standard. In this world. No, football is king in this world. It's even more king than in two thousand one. Do you not think someone in it. those discussions from NBC said you're not giving me that football you guys aired on FS1 last year, are you? Because if they it is, they probably don't even right know now, that they that it did. No, you can't be a responsible executive and not know about the spring league from last year. Come on, <laughs> now you're just being rude. You're not. You're, you're demeaning the intellect of these corporate people. They, they know. They know what that, they were airing okay. last year at that, Fox. That that was good enough for Fox to take this chance themselves. Why wouldn't that be good enough for NBC to take this take this chance? Was it good enough? I, I think. I, I think someone must. We're talking the USFL be on Fox. That. It has to be. You're right, because those were players that were paying to be on a team. You know, but. The, to me, it's cr- when you're four months out, you don't know who the coaches are. You don't have anything, anything. It's scary, and it's not something that we're bashing on the USFL. It's just the facts. And if the USFL wants to have quality football, quality players, that doesn't mean just getting quality players. You have to build these players. It's it's not a it's not a one man sport. It's a team sport. And Alan, I could I've known you for thirty years. I couldn't know if you were running down the field. I don't know if you were left or right. It team takes time to build that type. Of yeah. Sorry, type of yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah, the this is kind of a cart before the horse type of move for the league, right? The the, I well, mean, the TV deal for the XFL came before players, and but coaches were on board before the TV deal, weren't they? Mm-hmm. Personnel at teams. Personnel Bob for was the announced in February. Teams. Uh, the final coach was named in the middle of May. And uh, the TV deal was announced at the beginning of May. So we we're almost done with all the coaches by the time the TV deal came aboard. Okay, so maybe it's not that far-fetched and that's not that much of a cart-before-the-horse type situation here, but uh, it is closer than ever. I mean, closer than ever. The USFL kicking off in April uh, just under... I'll put it to you this way. I would have been more excited for the USFL if they announced coaches this past week than this NBC deal. You'd have been more excited, yeah. Because yeah. then, I, then it feels more like this is actually happening correctly. Right now, they're throwing money at it, hoping that it just kind of hides all the stuff that goes underneath it. I don't know. I'm pretty excited. I think it's aw- it's awesome to think that we're going to have twenty. 20- football games on network you're gonna have TV. a quarterback that's gonna throw a football 10 yards over somebody's head right now well, you don't even know his you, name or they or i might see someone who's just gonna be great and awesome like the next uh, <laughs> pj walker a lot of good players PJ walker there. was was signed in october you might see Six pj months. walker in this league <laughs> you could you could see some xfl guys in this league too i mean it's i'm I just can't believe we haven't heard anything football operations-wise from the league. That's the one stunning thing to me. That's what we all care about as football fans, but everybody sees this TV deal, and that that's like what you're saying. The thing's so geared towards TV, and that's all really anybody cares about. Oh, there's football going to be on on these channels. It's so bizarre, It's but it's not as bizarre and off-putting is the AAF. I hope these it's are just exciting. Madden 2022 tournaments. That's all. Oh, God. <laughs> Esports. <laughs> EUSFL. That is not what it is. No, that 
this is more exciting than the AAF. This is less put together than the XFL. But I'm I'm here for it. That's what I'll tell you. That's why we're talking about it. We're not bashing part, it. Part you can of be the, skeptical. Uh, you can have an opinion. Ex- we're not bashing this. Part of the excitement of the AAF was like watching a high speed chase. You know. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's they should. Yeah. You're right. In that in that case, they should have just aired the games on like uh, KTLA in your neck of the woods. And just oh, that'd be great. Middle of the, the day from a from a chopper. That'd have been great. Yeah. News anchors not really knowing what to talk about. Uh, yeah, that's, so that's how they should have broadcasted those those games. Uh, These geez. are going to be professionally done. Um, I I don't think it's six and dozen half of the whatever you and my mother in law say that phrase that I always butcher. I think this is Fox landing a solid partner and getting some cash into their league from another source. Again, avoiding the cost of actually putting together the traditional football league. They're doing it a little differently, maybe from a maybe from a more uh, cerebral. Uh, they announced Birmingham spot. yet? Uh, they, I don't think they have officially said kicking off in Birmingham. I don't. I've been saying I don't know if they will. I don't think they're going to say like watch every week from beautiful Birmingham, Alabama. That's not happening. They're going to just say on Fox this week. Oh yeah, the game's in Birmingham. No knock on Birmingham, but it's not a big selling point for the for the marketing. Do you think uh, someone read going, like, "Man, this league. Birmingham team's always on television. They're always like the home <laughs> team too. Why aren't they on the road? That schedules this." Yeah, the, this uh, is going to be cool to see how NBC now markets the league too. We just got teasers from Foxes, uh, and uh, we'll see when and, and how NBC will market it as well. But here we go. 2022 coming up, Bryant. It's Christmas week, the XFL. We know a little bit about it. We know the timeline. We know 2023, February. But we know that 2022 is going to be full of obstacles. The USFL, uh, finding out where and what the teams will be again, redoing all that stuff, acquiring coaches and players and personnel at the executive offices, and podcasters. The XFL has a lot of league building, and it's all happening next year. Before we get there, though, what do you want from for Christmas from the XFL? I mean, the simple answer is what news, um, updates, weekly discussions. How about a guest? I want a guest. I want a guest we've never had before to come onto this show and talk to us about the XFL. Uh, kicking off in 2023. Give us some from the league, a current from the league, a current. Oh, there, I mean, somebody. there's a lot more people working there than uh, just a couple of weeks ago. That we can, yeah. we could, we got to put our heads I mean, down and, and bowl through and, and and get them to get them to give us somebody. They're not really doing a lot of media right now. Yeah, that's what I want. I want, I want, I want, I want someone to sit with us and have a discussion about the XFL and what we can expect from it with 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 two guys who. We're the only two guys to ever cover the XFL draft live in this entire known universe. I would think that that's uh, an attic. We, 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 the floor is open. Give us whoever the discussion uh, can be 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 10 minutes, whatever it might be. But let's fit us in there. That, that's what I, I mean. I would, I would love that. I don't, I don't think it's, it's happening. You'll shoot your eye out type of situation there with that. I don't, I don't think we're getting that for Christmas, Brian, because they don't, they're not, 
really doing media. They don't have the company line to really pitch the league just yet. If we ask them all the questions we want to ask, I don't know if they can answer a lot of it. We so, we interviewed Oliver Luck when up. it was Oliver Luck and Stephanie Rudnick were the two employees of that league. Fantastic people, but they they knew what they were how to sell it and what to say. They knew quality of the league. They knew that they knew you could sell a ketchup popsicle. To a woman, to a in, woman white in white gloves. gloves. I know, I know. I'm not going to ask for that much. I'm not greedy like Brian. I'm just going to ask. Greedy. I'll be happy. All I want for Christmas the from the XFL, just don't, just don't change the rules. Now, as long as the rule book isn't touched, it's still alive to me and kicking. That's all I care about. That's fine. Not asking for much. Oh, and an XFL toothbrush. That'd be cool to have. Doesn't even need to be mechanical. I was really hoping for an XFL goodie bag. Yep, those are those media kits. I'm sure will be coming out in 2022. Those see that get ready for a lot more merch, uh, goodie bags. You know, we get XFL drawstring bags too. Oh, I got a dozen of those laying around the drawstrings. I swear, I got one too. Oh yeah, I, I snuck a bunch of those out of Connecticut before we got out of Dodge. I have a and Houston fell duffel bag. Mine broke. I, actually, <laughs> I need an XFL duffel bag. The zipper broke. I hate duffel bag zippers. I can't. I don't know. I'm just not good with them. If anyone wants to send us a, a gift for Christmas, if I know I'll take you, XFL duffel you, bag. you you would never check a bag if your life depended on it. So you're just overstuffing these duffel bags when you're trying to get on an airplane. Used to be, but now as an expert traveler and a nomad. Digital nomad, as my mother-in-law loves to call me, I I'll check a bag. No problem. It's like three three instances where you've mentioned Jeez. your mother-in-law. You might just want a discount on your taxes this year. Woman, a fantastic woman. <laughs> well, either way, uh, catch us here every single Sunday right here on your favorite podcast app, Google Podcasts, Apple Stitcher, TuneIn, or wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you give us that five-star review and tell your friends about us or tell Alan's mom about what he said. Uh, if you got a question, comment, or topic you want us to cover, well, then text or call the XFL family line 724-565-4XFL. Remember, standard text messaging rates do apply. Uh, also, follow us on all social media platforms at XFL Show, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Or if you want to come and say hi, hello. Uh, subscribe and watch us on YouTube at XFL.show, the official website of This is the XFL Show. And don't forget to check out our sponsors, Pretty Easy Podcast. Go to PrettyEasyPodcast.com and get started today because they make podcasting uh, pretty easy. Ho, ho, ho. It's going to be a Merry Christmas, Bryant, because the rule book's not getting changed and we got a whole year of XFL news well, ahead of us. I will tell you this, Alan. I don't think the rule book will get changed before Christmas, so I think you're safe there. Yes, that's all I want. <laughs> Let us know what you want for Christmas from the XFL. Maybe a rock interview anywhere. I don't even care if it's on this show. He hasn't done also, a lot of XFL I, media. I have a good feeling that a lot of people's Christmas wish would be to have somebody on our show from the league. Would be cool. We'll see. It's going to be happening at, in 2022. So we'll, we'll, XFL, we'll see what happens. At XFL 2023, tell them to come on the at XFL show on Twitter. Do it. Tell them. Start a trend. Start a trend. We're going to have people on the show. We're going to start telling us about the be league. Be nice. USFL's nice. got this TV deal. Yeah, be nice about <laughs> it. But you could even you could you could tell them the USFL's got this TV deal. We want to hear about your league. And and you, they're they're 
plotting and planning, obviously. It's a slow roll, a slow a slow burn, however you want to call it. Uh, but there, there's going to be a whole year. It's, it's, it's been rolled. The ball's been rolling slowly for the XFL. And then I'm telling you, it's going to be an avalanche of information and things to discuss next year. You might want to enjoy this while it lasts, this dead period. Just enjoy Ooh, That's it. what I want. I want all XFL team names to not end in S. None of them? <laughs> just... You want all the teams to just be like the Jazz? <laughs> the Avalanche. That, that, you know, extreme. Be... Bring that one back. Rage. It's very arena football league I don't know if I can that's do that. That's true, too. I'd be more of a fan of them all being generic team names like Wildcats. Or I thought you meant like football team, LA club. Oh, or or yeah, yeah. LA, (laughs) LA, (laughs) YAYA. Los Angeles American Football Club. (laughs) That's, That's all I want for Christmas next year next year all right well that does it that's it for the show bro <laughs> merry gonna... christmas everyone happy holidays stay safe uh, enjoy time with your loved ones um you know stay safe a lot of a lot of yeah. nasty stuff still out in the air so so be careful we want you around for 2023 so do what you can you know if, you, if it, it doesn't hurt for that long it's really worth it and I, a oh, day and i was back to full mobility or if you just if you do a lot of curls like me, it doesn't hurt at all. No, pain. I'm more like crunch from the. Big oh yeah, hit. those are. I gotta do those more. These computer injuries are killing me. I'm gonna go overstuff a duffel bag though, because I'm traveling to Pittsburgh for the holiday. You, Brian. you're traveling. Wow. Yeah, not. I'm not checking a bag for this one either. So I gotta get out of here. That does it for this week's show. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to you too, Alan, and the wife. And the mother-in-law, apparently, too. I'll tell her you said happy holidays. Thank you. All right, everybody. For Bryant, (laughs) I'm Alan. This is the XFL Show. Merry Christmas. And remember, they're listening.